Hi, this is Lauren Klein from Pizza of Lulu, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, food bloggers, are you ready to accomplish your 2023 goals faster than you ever thought possible? If you are nodding your head yes right now, the Eat Blog Talk Mastermind program might be a great fit for you. We are now accepting applications for 2023, and I will let you in on a little secret. If you sign up before the end of November 2022, you can lock in at the current pricing. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind for more information and to apply. Here is a current member, Barbara from butterandbaggage.com talking about why the investment is so worthwhile. If you're really committed to making this a business, you've got to invest in yourself. And I think this is the best way to invest in yourself. It's hard to put a value on on what you're getting, but in, in this type of business, just having the resource of these people that can give you advice and can help you along that journey is, I just think, more valuable than anything, any other investment you can make. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 358. I have Lauren Klein with me today. She is going to talk to us about having a blog mainly for a hobby that also makes some money. Lauren is a professional nutritionist who has a blog that began as a hobby but has found developing and improving it to be extremely enjoyable. She loves to develop recipes that are fun and a bit different while also creating nutrition and wellness content that breaks down confusing wellness culture into understandable and useful bits. Lauren, how are you today? It's so great to have you here. I am good. Thank you. Excited to be on. How are you? I'm doing good too. Thank you for asking. I'm excited to talk about this topic. We don't give it a lot of attention a lot of the time. So we want to hear your fun fact though first before we dig into it. Okay. So I have two. So we're recording this on a Monday morning and of Friday afternoon last week, I officially became a dietitian. Oh, that's awesome. I Congrats. That's amazing. And how long has that been in the works? Well, I did a coordinated master's program, so six years of college, and then I took my exam, and now we're finally here. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. That's huge. What an accomplishment. And then you said you had two fun facts. What's your other one? Yes. So my other one, as you heard earlier, my last name is Klein, and I am related to Kelvin Klein, like the designer, except not really. My brother's name is Calvin, so ah. <laughs> I am related to a Calvin Klein. Oh, that's funny, but you can just claim, just claim it, right? I'm related to Calvin yeah. Klein. People will be like, oh my gosh, it's you're true. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your brother's cool too, but. I just don't expand on it. Just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stop there. Awesome. Well, yeah, like I mentioned before, we don't give this topic a lot of attention because a lot of bloggers just have the mindset of going into it to make it a full-time business, but not everybody wants that. Uh, sometimes it's okay if you just want to make it a hobby and also make a little bit of money. So let's dig into this. Would you mind, Lauren, by starting off with just telling us a little bit about your blogging journey, how it's evolved, like why and when you started and all of that? Yeah, so mine actually kind of started with Instagram. So in college, I just had an Instagram that I would post random pictures on um, just throughout my day. And that's why it was called Piece of Lulu. Lulu was my nickname growing up. So it was a piece of me. That's just kind of what I did. And then 
I just started to see more of these food pictures on my explore page on Instagram and I really liked it. And then I, these people that I started following started making blogs. So I was like, I can do that too. And it just slowly transitioned to food Instagram, a food blog. And that kind of inspired me to keep it going. And then different opportunities arose and that just kind of kept the fire going to keep growing and improving it. Awesome. So you do work full-time outside of your blog, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. And what do you do? Are you a nutritionist full-time or what is your job? Yeah. So I actually work as nutrition outreach as a dietitian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Claim that new title. (laughs) Heck yeah. You know, I already changed it. Yep. I work for the dairy industry and it's more about reaching out to people and kind of myth myth busting and um, just explaining the benefits and trying to explain to people some of the different myths that go around about dairy. Yeah, that's awesome. So at this point, do you have any intention of going full-time blogging or are you just so happy doing this part-time? I am really happy part-time because I enjoy having a lot to do. And I I love having, I love my job. I love what I do. And then this is just like a fun hobby too. I don't want to put the pressure of making it be my income. It's kind of like exciting when I get paid and things like that. And I want to keep it that way. It's like when you take the pressure off something, you find that you're just so grateful for every morsel of goodness that comes your way. And I imagine that's how you feel too. Like even if it's $10, you're like, oh my gosh, I made 10 extra dollars. So I can see it being just like a source of joy instead of like, you know, putting a ton of pressure on it to get that money in. Yeah. And it kind of keeps the creativity there because if I ever get a campaign, I look forward to doing it and like getting creative and doing what I want with it rather than I feel like if it became my source of income, I would put pressure on myself for having to be great, having to do X, Y, Z when it's, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right. And oh gosh, they're so, it's so common that bloggers get into this and then it soon becomes not fun because of that pressure. So you're making a good case for this for sure. (laughs) (laughs) How much time would you say you invest in blogging every week? And then how much time do you spend at your full-time job? So full-time job is, it varies because of different events and things, but it is like about a normal 40-hour work week job. And then blog, since I was studying for the dietetic exam for quite a while, this is going to change. Hopefully I can spend more time on it. It was probably about like three hours a week, maybe. It really wasn't too much. And has that, do you think that will change now and go up a little bit since you Yeah, I expect I'll be be going up a bit just because I was really focused on studying and doing all the things for, you know, my actual degree. Yeah. So when it does go up, what areas can you see yourself putting more focus in? Probably more content creation and actual like post articles. Right now, I do about one article a week, whether that be just like a written article, a listicle type thing, or like an actual recipe. I try to do one a week, but I know that I would be able to do more going up. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you have no intention of quitting your job. You are just happy moving along with this as your hobby and you're so enjoying it. 
What are your favorite parts of blogging? What are the things that you enjoy the very most that you just can't wait to dig into each week? So it really varies. I kind of do fly by the seat of my pants and do what I feel (laughs) like doing. You know, some days it's like, I really want to make some fun, cool little pins for Pinterest. Some days I'm really inspired to knock out a detailed, like nutrition related article. And some days I want to make a listicle about different things I want to buy off Amazon. It it varies every day, basically. That's good. I think that is good because you can have your hands in a little bit of everything and enjoy it all. And like we mentioned before, take the pressure off of some of those pieces. So in addition to relieving pressure, what are some other benefits would you say of blogging being more of a sideline thing for you? Just that I'm very flexible and open to different things. I don't have the pressure of you have to reach out to brands. You have to continuously be growing. You know, it's it's okay to not continuously grow. It's okay to put on the sidelines for a little bit if I have like more important things in my life or a busy season or I just don't feel inspired currently. I don't have to be posting, you know, four days a week and things like that to keep it going. There's nothing worse than having pressure to post when you're not inspired. I think we all, or a lot of us can say that we experience that pretty regularly. Like, oh gosh, it's on my schedule, my content calendar. I have to put this up. I don't want to write it. So that sounds really nice. It sounds really appealing to just work when you're inspired. And I feel like the readers can, you can tell when Mm. there's passion in what you say and when it's just said to be said. Oh my gosh, that's so true. There are always those posts that you write that are just based on inspiration and like and love. And then there are the posts you write that are born of SEO and those things that we're quote supposed to do. And it seems like people know which ones you love, like which content comes from that place of just inspiration and love, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Let's take a quick break because I would love to tell you about my favorite keyword research tool, RankIQ. One of my favorite strategies with this tool is to write really robust, helpful, and informative non-recipe posts that legit help add value to people's lives and also support and lift up my existing content. Let's talk through an example. Chili. Oh my goodness. People love my chili recipe. It has been a top post on my blog for a decade or more. This is a great recipe to boost because it performs well, no matter what season it is. I type chili into the keyword research library in RankIQ. I then sort from lowest competition to highest competition and peruse the keywords and pull out the ones that I know I can write a quality post about. I add as many of those keywords as I can to my content calendar. And once the posts are published, I interlink to my existing chili posts. Then I sit back and watch the magic happen. This is a really easy strategy that works and you can try it too with your own content. Go to rankiq.com to get started. Now back to the episode. Okay, so how do you schedule your blogging duties with such limited time? Do you have have things set in stone like I'm going to publish this this week or do you just totally go with the flow? So I do usually have like a list of things that I would like to get done. Like I would like to shoot this, you know, I 
break down things into very, very small steps. You know, one day I might, I'm just kind of starting to dabble into like keyword research. I found it, I'm starting to see how it's helpful and how it's kind of fun to find these different words. So one day I'll do that and then that'll kind of guide, oh, I need to shoot for this. Then the next time when I'm starting my blog post, I might just do the headers and then edit photos one day. So everything's broken down pretty small. And I'm usually just doing my, all these little activities, I guess you would say. At night, I usually have like Netflix going in the background, just kind of doing Uh, it slowly at my own time. Yeah, that's nice. So you mentioned SEO. How much do you plan to focus on SEO going forward? Do you intend to make it a part of your whole blogging process or do you just not put a ton of pressure on that at all? So I am just starting with it. It's I've only written a few posts and they haven't even gone live yet with SEO and keyword research in mind. I do plan to incorporate it going forward because I want to, a big thing about this is I am intentionally trying to keep this a fun hobby. I'm not going to put pressure on myself that every single one has to be like out of the park keyword. If there's something I really want to write about, you know, I'll try and find something that kind of has a little bit of action going on. But, you know, if I want to write about it, I want to write about it. So yeah, just yeah, that's awesome. Balancing the intentions of hobby and potential. (laughs) Yeah, right. And balance, that word is so important. I feel like we all are like, where's the balance? How do I find the balance between all the things? So you're placing more focus on SEO. What would you say are some other important pieces of blogging that you tend to focus on? I would also say building the community on Instagram, which doesn't everyone kind of explains it in most of the different episodes that it really isn't like a straight conversion from Instagram to, you know, your actual blog site, but you can get a great community in Instagram. And if you put a call to action, like, Hey, I really could use some people to try this recipe or do this. Like people will take action. It's a great place to make more similar minded friends and Mm connect with people and you find your little group. I have a little group. We ask our questions in it. We say, hey, does anyone have any support in this? And I have some of these little friends in it too. If they come across an opportunity with a brand, they pass it along too. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because you started on Instagram, right? So it's interesting that you see such value in it still. Yeah. 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 Big fan. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with the community. It's so easy to gain a following or not even a following, but like a little collection of friends on Instagram. I have so many friends that I've made through that platform. And so often people discount Instagram because you don't get a lot of direct traffic, but they don't think about the community opportunities there. It's like indirect traffic. (laughs) Yeah, right. Indirect traffic and also just that support and networking that you need in order to be successful. I think it's a really important component that we just disregard because we're so focused on the traffic a lot of the time that we don't see those other benefits. Yeah. It's not like straight numbers. It's potential Mm. opportunities. Mm, That was well said. Yep. Potential opportunities. I love that. Okay. Do you invest time in learning and money in learning or not as a hobby blogger? So I 
have considered taking a course or two. I haven't yet, but I do invest time in learning. I would say it's more of, you know, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, just straight Googling how to do something, more things like that. I haven't really dabbled in investing money in learning yet. Yet. (laughs) Maybe in the future. I'm not against it. (laughs) Okay. And then fast forward five years, can you see yourself ever getting to the point where full-time blogging is something that you want? I I could see me wanting it in, in the future. I don't know if it would be feasible just in that I also really like my full-time job and I like being a dietitian and working with people in that way too. So it's just very different. Yeah. And that's one of those things that you almost have to let just play out because looking five years into the future is so, it seems so fuzzy. Like that's so far away. How could I ever imagine it? But just being open to following your own path and letting it go the where it's supposed to go, right? Yeah, and there's such different opportunities that arise through the career path versus blogging path. So you just kind of go where it takes you and make decisions as they come. Right. Oh, that's such a great philosophy. I love that. So you mentioned Instagram and really enjoying Instagram and focusing on that. How much emphasis do you put on, like, say, Facebook or even Pinterest as a hobby blogger? Okay, so I know it could be more, but I do, I have it scheduled out to be like at least one pin a day. And then I try and make a pin idea story for every new article. And then Facebook is actually a hassle for me right now because for some reason, my Facebook got logged out and I, they denied me access to get back in. So I had to delete everything. So I'm kind of at that point where it's, Uh, just it's mind-numbing to have to restart everything (laughs) yeah so I'm not currently really using that (laughs) okay yeah it's like you have to pick and choose and I feel like a lot of food bloggers choose one platform that they really put their focus on so for you it sounds like that's Instagram and that's working and you're getting what you need out of it so maybe just like let the Facebook thing go because (laughs) unless you're like really strategic. I know some bloggers who are super strategic about Facebook and do get a lot of traffic, but if that's not a priority for you, then just giving you permission to just let that go for now. (laughs) Sometimes we just need permission, right? To just like, okay, good. (laughs) It's out of my mind. Yeah, That might be, especially because I was using it before doing all the groups and everything and I wasn't seeing too much success. So I feel like I'm not missing out too, too much, which kind of feels good. (laughs) Yeah, that helps. (laughs) Okay. Any advice you have for other bloggers who are listening who might be hobby bloggers who do like their full-time jobs and they have no immediate plans of leaving their full-time jobs and want to relieve the pressure because maybe they hear from all the food bloggers, you need to do this full-time. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, that's where I kind of thought my take was interesting because all uh, everything is about making it full time, making more money, getting more hits, doing more. Just have to, I'm going to tell that person you need to look intrinsically, you need to look inside and see what you really want. You don't have to listen to everything. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. These are just other people also putting things online and decide what's best for you and what you want. Oh, that's such great advice. I think we can all take that to heart too, just to take the pressure off a little bit, whether we are full-time or part-time and to enjoy it more, right? Like adding a little bit more fun 
into blogging. Yeah, for sure. Anything we've forgotten, Lauren, that you want to be sure to mention before we start saying goodbye? I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you for being here. This was fun and very valuable, something that we need to address and give shed light on, I think. So thanks for all of this today. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to leave us with? Yes. So my favorite quote is, these things take time. I have no idea where I found it. Probably just like a Pinterest infographic, but I love it. And it's just kind of a simple little saying to remind yourself to not get overwhelmed, to not put too much pressure on, to not try and take things too fast because these things take time. And you can apply that to pretty much anything. That is such a good message for blogging. I mean, just whether you're a hobby or not, it's so good to remind yourself of that because when you try to shorten something that does take time, that's when you get frustrated, right? And just yes, like, why isn't this working? And then people quit and they give up. So yeah, great message to end on. I love that. Well, we will put some show notes together for you, Lauren. If anyone wants to look at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash piece of Lulu. Tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram, on your blog and everywhere else. Yeah, for sure. So I am on Instagram at peace period of period Lulu. It should come up both ways. Anyways, that. And then my blog is peaceoflulu.com. I'm also on Pinterest, as we said, piece of Lulu. So yeah, follow along and reach out if you want to chat about anything at all. I love, I love chit-chatting. Awesome. Yes. Everyone go check out Lauren's accounts and site. And thank you so much for listening today. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.